Hello, welcome to Bladespot. It is Monday, the 3rd of October. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very good as well, thank you. We're going to keep this pretty short and sweet uh, for two reasons. One, we play again in uh, a little over 24 hours' time. We're less than 24 hours by the time people hear this, of course. Mm. And uh, the other one was, wasn't a classic on Saturday, I didn't think. No, first, no. Uh, first home game in over a month, and uh, as a spectacle, probably wasn't worth the wait. Obviously, good to be back. But, uh, yeah, pretty uh, a pretty drab, low-quality kind of... I thought kind of a standard post-international break match, you know, that, that yeah. legginess kind of contributing to uh, a scrappy, low-quality, kind of low-energy game. Um, how, how did you see it? Yeah, just the same. Frustrating, I think, the the word to come out with. Um, mm. the, the post-international stuff is... Uh, I was thinking about this just before we did this, actually. The, obviously, it has really started under Wilder, didn't it, that we always came back really poor like um and it's carried on and you know the, the games are very very similar every time we come back from an international break and i'm not really sure why you could argue in this particular game birmingham didn't have as many international so obviously had more time on the grass as uh, <laughs> ekin bottom would say but um yeah just overall it is bizarre but it's it's a cliche there's gonna be a lot of cliches probably flying around in this pod today but you can't win them all it, it weren't a great performance um i think it drove probably about fair thought it were a terrible game of football Thought Birmingham came to spoil it, I and mean, that's what they did, and they did it well. And the you know what they wanted to happen happened, so you can't criticise them for that. I don't think they came and sat back in the way Blackburn did, for instance. You know, Blackburn from minute one had all eleven behind the ball. Mm. Uh, I think I don't think Birmingham did that, but Birmingham did it in a different way. Is that they just tried to make it not a football match, which is understandable. You're away at the top of the league, um, and I think the most frustrating thing for me is that we did the hard work by getting a goal in a terrible match. You take the three points, you say, that, that's it. Mm. But to concede straight after, that is... I think it drifted out to a nil-nil game, I'd have been happier in a weird way. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, they, uh, a, a draw felt very fair, to be honest. Um, mm. More in that we, you know, Birmingham kind of threw the gauntlet down, I suppose, of, uh, yeah, can, can you get... Can you overcome us muddying up this na- this game, essentially? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we couldn't, I thought... Um, yeah, I don't think anyone uh, played particularly well for us, uh, to be honest. Like in terms of on the ball, anyway. I think McBurney uh, is the closest to that. Maybe you can think of someone who you thought played well when in attack, anyway. But yeah, um, it's interesting to say that. I don't. I'm not sure if I could realistically give anyone above a six. I thought Doyle were decent. Um, yeah, he was fine. I, yeah, but it was one of those. And I, I don't. A five or a six is not being negative it's, it's an average and above average performances which is what the whole team were I thought they were bang average which is not poor it's not it, you know it's not, I'm certainly not criticising I'm not saying it were a terrible performance because it wasn't it was just an average performance and a bit lacklustre and yeah never really got going I think it was the sort of game you need Berger and die and your flair players to create something and unfortunately they didn't have the best of days yeah, those are the exact two names I was just about to chuck out there. Um, I thought both of them were poor. Probably their poorer game. Certainly one of their poorer games of the season, maybe even their poorest. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the team, nobody really stepped up. I mean, you could argue McBurney did. You know, he had that one uh, moment of real quality, which we'll get on to. But, um, yeah, it was a game we needed somebody to step up and, and win it for us. And, uh, well, again, I suppose McBurney did. And then we mm. chucked it away from a set piece. It away, set piece. I think that's the thing. McBurney's goal is the sort of goal I think it needed. It was a fantastic finish. Out mm. of nothing as well. Um, and that 
the way that was scored, I did think, oh, well, I think we're probably going to do this because it with that sort of right, it's going to because I was saying it's going to take something, you know, either a wonder goal or a mistake. So, I, well, in fact, I didn't even think it were a mistake because I thought as basic as Birmingham were, they were, you know, they they did stick to what to what they wanted to do and and they, and they did definitely nullify us. I thought it were. a an awful game of football, which were more down to them than us. But I'm not criticising them for that because if they'd have come and played, then mm. we'd have probably spanked them three or four nil. But um, yeah, just a poor, poor match. Nothing to write home about. One that we'll not remember at all. A bit like the one. In fact, that were a better game. You know, when we got promoted under Wilder against Birmingham, the nil nil. Uh, yeah, I do. They should have won that day, actually. Birmingham. Yeah, they, they were far better that day. In, fa- in fairness to Birmingham, um, so I, I can't even. They're sort of. The closest thing can get it to is probably I don't know why I just thought of this, but Warnock the Warnock promotion season, Cardiff at home we drew nil nil. I don't know why I always remember going to that game really excited, like top of the league, and it was like oh, boring. Because they, shock you, I have no memory of that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it was nil nil, and Cardiff pretty much did the same that that Birmingham did here, and you have to do it. We did it away, you know, at Premier League sides and stuff, so I'm not going to knock them for it. No. Well, let's uh, let's get on to the the headline the bright spot, I suppose, of this goal by McBurney. Mm. I mean, this is a fantastic goal, and I just, you know, you know how to put out the little like mini mini highlight reel on social media today of his five goals. It's five goals in six now. He he very uh, he very kindly refrained from scoring against Swansea, but has otherwise mm-hmm. scored in every game uh, from that Luton game onwards. And when you start to look at these goals now, the goal at Luton, like really well controlled volley. The goal yeah. against Reading, I think it was powerful header. Uh, Hulley takes a twenty yard shot that goes in. Preston, it's a poacher's, you know, presence and finish. And then this one, instinctive first time, smashes it into the back of the net from like 16 yards. This guy is playing like a really top championship striker now. I did not think he had this in him at all. No, I can't I can't really I mean, it's bizarre that he's scoring now and it's not like it's still it's still almost like oh he's done it again. As yeah. if he's some sort of centre half. He's <laughs> you know, he's not scored, but He's five and six, and I didn't think he had a good game overall. But Bernie, I have to admit, I don't think he was quite as. Uh, I don't think he. Not a lot of it wasn't his fault because he didn't get the service. But I don't think he. Were, he didn't harass defenders like he has been as much. I didn't feel, which is probably more to do with the fact he were up there on his own. There were no service. He even said, I don't know if you've seen his interview after, where he said he hit the ball so hard. Obviously, we've joked about it. he can't, <laughs> admit, can't hit the ball hard. He said he hit it so hard because he was so frustrated that he, he barely got a kick all match. So he was just <laughs> like, I'm going to welly this. Uh, and I think it, I don't think it would. But, you know, it's almost the opposite of what I was saying in the Blackburn game is he didn't play that well, but he scored a fantastic goal. So I can't, you can't argue with that. Yeah, and maybe he's starting to move into that category of like, uh, a bit like we talk about in Jai, where he can have a quiet game. Mm. But he suddenly produces something, and I hope so. He's moved. He really is moving into that conversation. I think you know with this mm. this level of form. So, yeah, brilliant finish. As I said on the last one, it takes um, it's taken something quite special to beat uh, John Ruddy in Birmingham's mm. goal this season. But he absolutely powers that one in. Um, there's there's multiple things I want to just quickly return to. I mean the the international break legginess. I, I do wonder if this is. Like you know, universal to teams that have a lot of people going off on. I don't know if it's specific to us. It definitely yeah. is a thing for United, but I wonder if it also affects lots of other. I teams used to think well. under Wilder it was because we got uh, one of our main strengths was the intensity that we played at, and obviously mm. having that two weeks away, either a two week break for the players or the fact that they've been travelling a long time. I think we dominate possession more now, so I don't. I don't really know what 
why it is that we we looked such a different side when we come back from an international break. The last one I believe was Stoke away last season. We came back and that were awful. Yeah. And we just and we just been on a fantastic run before that. I, I don't know. It's bizarre and I don't even think you can't blame Eckingbottom for it. It happened under Wilder. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is it it doesn't. I guess it doesn't shock me that you come out looking a bit leggy after these breaks. But um, yeah, at least we got a point out of it. I suppose the other. Mm. Big deal is obviously Ahmed Odzic missing, and then how we approach that. And I, so I, I obviously was at this game and watched this game, and I was largely convinced that we did play a back four. But then the more I've read, the more I've sort of thought and rewatched highlights and and stuff. It, it does seem as though we just stuck to three five two and just stuck. <sighs> Kadra in at left wing back. Yeah, Deb Bat messaged me. Obviously, we met Deb Bat before, mm. um, and he messaged me after, and he was on the same page as you. Uh, mm. he, he was saying he thought he were a, a more of a back four. I saw it as a back three. It were almost as if we played a left centre back with no left wing back, though. If you know what I mean. Mm. I definitely thought Norrington Davis were more central than he would be if we were playing fullback, for instance. But the fact there was almost like nobody. <laughs> On that left-hand side, in a defensive sense, I mean, Kadra must have been an hour off about four times in the <laughs> yeah. entire match. Hello. So it were almost as if we said, "Right, you just do the defensive bit, R and D, you know." And Kadra's just going to do what he wants at the other end. And you know, if that was the plan, then I, I suppose you, you could you could take your hat off to, to our attacking. It was you, you believing in your own ability, mm. um, but I don't think it worked at all. To be completely honest, I think that. I think with a more balanced side, would have won that game because it was such a, a a nothing match. I think those little fine details. I think if you had a Max Lowe playing or even a Ben Osborne, I think we'd have possibly won that game because there were no. It it wasn't coherent at all around that mm. down that left hand side. I didn't feel. No, and I we almost got more dangerous. I thought when we kind of abandoned all structure and, and yeah, yeah, it just yeah. went uh, went almost playground football. I'm thinking of the, mm. the sharp chance we'll, we'll, we'll mention shortly, but mm. yeah, Kadra played 64 minutes at left wing back, and uh, I thought he was pretty poor to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I thought he barely did anything positive in the entire game. There was. Uh, there was one really good ball in from the left, a bit like uh, the one he put in for Brewster at mm. Swansea, um, and he almost links up brilliantly with Doyle. You know that back heel yeah, yeah, as he ran to box, yeah. and then he just, just slipped at the, the vital moment. But yeah, I don't know. It was, it was uh, like it was like we're playing a three-five-two, but with just with a winger. It was sort of yeah. I, I've not really seen a three-five-two ever look like that before because he was playing as a winger rather mm. than a, a wing back. I, yeah, absolutely, and it, it did. Yeah, it made us a bit unbalanced, and yeah, Bulldog. Because this is why I thought, oh, it's a four-four, not four-four-two. Excuse me, four-three-three. Um, but Bulldog is just getting forward loads because um, mm. I think it was, it was Bakuna. I think was playing on the left. For, yeah, middles- yeah. Uh, God, I've got my voice mixed up. Uh, Birmingham. Excuse yeah. me, I've been thinking a lot about Middlesbrough today. Yes, which, <laughs> maybe we'll mention it at some yeah, point. Yeah, come on to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just figured it's a back four, and Bulldog is just getting forward at every opportunity because he, you know, that's that's what he does. He has the engine for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, we we just either way, you know, it's, it's almost. I don't know, whatever the formation equivalent of semantics is, I suppose. It mm-hmm. didn't really work, did it? it we were we no. were very unbalanced, I thought. And Jai was peripheral. McBurney, as you said, pretty peripheral. Doyle and um, uh, Norwood tidy, I thought. With Berger, you know, he had a couple of moments, that sort of shot where he uh, put it back onto his left foot. Yeah. Um, but I thought, yeah, too many players had an off day. Bulldog, uh, a classic frustration game. <laughs> you know, defended 
absolutely fine. You know, some really good moments to sort of shut mm. down counterattacks. But oh, he had too many touches of the ball. I look, I look this yeah. up. In, 77 touches. Um, wow, so, that is more. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> a, a, couple, a couple of the players had more. Norwood obviously had a... Yeah, I'm sorry, for a, for a wing-back, that's But yeah, no, lot. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was way more than Kadra got, for example. Yeah. And it's, I think, uh, it's too many for a player of his limited ability on the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I think it were a bit... It's, to me, it were almost a little bit like the bad days of Slav where... Teams seem to let us go down either side mm. because they knew maybe not Kadra's side to, to that side, but they, they knew obviously we were all over the place. And I was quite disappointed when Bogle came on because I thought it, it had been made more. I mean, I say this, and I've been putting loads of people out of position, but what I wanted to see is Bogle uh, go to right wing back, Baldock right centre half, Basham to left centre half, Norton Davis to left wing back. <laughs> but and I know that's all over the place. Sorry, this is funny when you say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that's all over the place. But I think that's probably possibly getting our most effective players going forward in the positions. You know, I'm mainly talking about Bogle and Norton Davis. Mm. Uh, if you'd have had them as right and left wing back in that game. I, I, but, you know, he's, he's got most things right at him. But I mean, that was just what I wanted to see. And as I said, if he did, if he did that, you're playing with well, at least two players out of position. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Bogle getting on the pitch was another big positive. Uh, yes. the, he obviously he came on for Kadra actually, um, which ended up being a straight swap as you as you alluded to there. He played mm. on the left and um, yeah, like you, I really wanted him to go out onto that right hand side just because we're having so much of the ball down that mm. right, mm. and uh, that is obviously his best position. And uh, yeah, I. I certainly with hindsight, I would have just stuck Baldock on the left wing and just been like, yeah, you know, this is what I'd have done just, first. Just defend. Like, I think Bogle did get involved quite a bit going forward. He wasn't. He did. You could tell. You could tell he was rusty. He went full pelt or anything like that. But he made a few mistakes. But he got involved far more than Kadra did in the in the short time that he was on. And I'm, as you said, I'd like to have seen that. I mean, to be honest, I'd, I'd have put Baldock centre off and had Norton Davis and Bogle and Bogle as the wing backs because that that's two things they've got to worry about. Norton Davis obviously got a fantastic engine and and Bogle's obviously really tricky and. and I, I keep seeing people say that. Well, not keep seeing people say, but I've seen a few people say Birmingham looked dangerous and stuff, and Dini were fantastic. I, didn't, I personally didn't say it like that at all. I thought that I thought they, they created barely anything. Um, it's just that we bit created barely anything as well. I, I wasn't in any way ever worried that Birmingham were going to score up until the goal. Mm. Yeah, similar. I, I thought we did enough to win the game, but uh, a draw was a fair result. If those mm. are two contradictory statements, uh, yeah, I, th- I think a nil-nil would have probably been more. But, you know, it's somebody up more than a 1-1 in a way. Yeah. I, I don't think we deserve to win, but I don't think that they cause us loads of problems. Like As I said, I mean, it's only a game of opinions. I've seen people say Dini were fantastic, and I didn't see it like that at all, personally. No, I, I didn't actually notice him until about 40 minutes, I think, and I was just no. like, oh, it's Troy Dini. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was playing. I don't know if I was... Uh... Just focusing on... Um... I thought we handled those two because they were tricky customers. I thought we handled Hogan and uh, Dini really comfortably, to be honest. Yeah, indeed. Um, how How is Chong playing for Birmingham? I, th- I think about that. I think, I think he's got a bad uh, injury record, which, okay. I mean, a real injury record, not the one that he was doing on, on Saturday <laughs> where he was laying on the floor pretending he was injured. Uh, I, think he's, uh, I think that's why they've got him because... Yeah, he, I think he'd get into our midfield. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He, um, he he did play for them in the first game last season, right? I'm not I'm not imagining that. Yeah, he did. And yeah, he was, he, was those, yeah. he was fantastic then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I believe he struggled with injuries and that side because they bought him on a permanent as well, aren't mm, they? Yeah, I know that. I um, 
Yeah, I was sat there going, uh, how on earth is he on loan there? And um, yeah, last in front of me was like, no, they signed him. And uh, mm. yeah, that completely, completely took me by surprise. Didn't expect that. Um, yeah. Yeah, really good to see Bogle back out there. And, it, you know, fit, he looked a little bit rusty. Obviously, he's been out since yeah, yeah, yeah. February or something ridiculous, isn't it? And, um, but I thought it was, it was encouraging. Uh, he did get involved a lot. You said, I believe it's him that actually sets up that chance for Sharp late on, who also came on as a substitute. Sharp, uh, I don't know, he, he just took too long, didn't he, I think, is, is the best way to sum it up, and eventually shoots on his left foot when he's in on goal, and uh, Ruddy makes a good save, but yeah, I don't know, he, he just, he, he really sort of dallied on it, Sharp, but again, he's another one that's been out for a long time, hasn't he, so, yeah, rust, and, uh, rustiness it, everywhere, I thought. And it were a good save, I think, the, the fact that he delayed, I don't think, he, I don't know if he meant to do that, but mm. I suppose a lot of other keepers would dive and then he's almost got an, you know, we can pick his spot where he's going to put it. But to be fair to Ruddy, he stood up well. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I don't know, because at this point, Doyle's gone off, who I thought was, yeah, one of our better performers. Mm. But Bernie went off like minutes after scoring, uh, which I, I must be fitness related, surely. Yeah. I, I thought he looked a bit rusty. And I was thinking, uh, I don't know if this guy's fully fit. I understood why he played. Obviously, we know about the groin injury that he had. And I, I, to be honest, before the goal, I was thinking, get him off. Not because I thought he'd be playing absolutely terrible, but I just thought he didn't, he, he wasn't on it. Um, but then to take him off as soon as he scored, were a, it must have been planned, you'd have thought. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, he goes off in the 69th minute and uh, mm. so he scores 64th, off in the 69th. And they equalise in the 70th, like almost, yes. yeah, almost literally straight away. They win a corner. It gets uh, sort of cycled round by um, Tchong, who really just drifts a a pretty non-threatening ball back into the box on his left foot. Mm. And uh, there's Troy Deeney, old man Troy Deeney. How old is Troy yeah. Deeney? Is he 32 these days? Yeah, He's yeah, played yeah, for yeah. like 5,000 years. <laughs> um, all on his own in the six-yard box. He's 34, by the way. That feels slightly better. Um, yeah. And he just sticks it into the net. Uh, Terrible defending. It was uh, terrible defending. There's no, there's um, no other way to analyse this goal without saying it was completely appalling communication. From probably to well, it depends. It depends who's marking who, and it depends whether it was zonal market or man market. I'm not really sure because it was nothing. It was just all over the place. Either Basham's wrong for running out, or Egan's wrong for staying in, or whoever's picking Dean up has just completely left him. And it's just a nothing ball in. And I've seen people say if McBurney was still on, would have got cleared it. I don't think it's anything to do with that. It should have been cleared anyway. Yeah, he, well, he might have done though. That is, you know, that is unquestionably a strength of his, and it, it was mm. a corner, so he would he would still have been yeah, back there. Yeah. I um, think that's fair, but I, I, even though Berg loses the header, we should deal with that. I don't think that's the issue with the first header. I don't think it's the ball in that really causes much issues. It's the fact that Basham just decides <laughs> to go for a run, <laughs> and Egan just sort of stands with his arms out, waiting for it to go in the net. So I've seen uh, I've seen multiple people say Basham's like when you uh, when the controller gets on, like runs out of battery when you're playing FIFA. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so bizarre. He just uh, yeah. I mean I, I I can see what he's trying to do, Basham. It's just a really bad decision. He sees that there's a man on the edge of the box. And so he runs to sort of preemptively close that man yeah, down. Yeah, but, but he just leaves. <laughs> Dean, he's just alone in our six-yard yeah. box. Yeah, and I think it reminds me of like, you know, like a kid running after an ice cream van, like just off, like nothing else, or a dog running after a ball. There's nothing else in his mind other than that one man. It's like, where are you going? Yeah. I think Eckenbottom sort of said it was his fault without actually saying it was his fault after the game. I think So I, I think you're probably more inclined to blame Bashan than Egan, but... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's it, an it, error, isn't it? It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's just a, a, a bad goal to concede. Yeah, Frust- frustrating as you said when we've 
we've not played well when Birmingham have you know been slowing it down at every opportunity when we're clearly you know leggy and players are probably not fully fit judging by some of these substitutions and obviously uh, Bogle and Sharp coming on on a not probably not fully fit yet either mm. I thought um, I mean I, I probably think this at every game I go to with United but I, I do think that the bounce of the ball was not favouring us hugely oh there were a couple of times where I was just like how have they got that how have they got, <laughs> come out with that ball but yeah you do. You are biased not you personally but we, all fans are biased so you're thinking they're so lucky it's not going for us and stuff but <laughs> and I think overall I think Birmingham would be really happy with I can re- I had them to go down at the beginning of the season I don't think they will mm. Now, um, after, because I, th- I think they'll be better away than they will do at home, actually, because I don't think they'll get away with playing like that at home. But I think when it, well, obviously the onus is more on them to to come forward. But I think away from home, I can see why they've picked up some good wins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's that Chong chance in the first half that I think Egan ends up blocking over the bar and Bakuna crosses it in from the left, and he like he pretty much just kicks the floor instead of the ball. Yeah. He's clearly trying to cross to the back post, and of course it. Just sort of bobbles straight to Chong, who's completely unmarked. But fortunately, he can blocks it. And then, yeah, there's one in the second half where the uh, one of their defenders like cleared it straight into the hand of one of their players. It was facing the wrong way, so obviously it wasn't handball, and it just it just dropped perfectly. <laughs> like yeah, to clear it. Yeah, there's a few of them that had me uh, had me tearing my hair out. But that's football in it, you know. If you don't play. Uh, if you don't play particularly well and, you know, sometimes those bounces of the ball don't go in your favour, yeah, then you yeah. end up with a disappointing, frustrating result like this. Um, you know, we played 11 minutes of injury time in the end. Yeah, and I were quite... I'm going to come on to the ref because I was at Tufty Club actually earlier today and they were sort of... didn't really know which way to, to go with this neither. Everyone's getting really frustrated with the referee because obviously Birmingham were feigning injury and, and trying to run the clock down. I don't know what a ref is supposed to do when there's a player yeah. down. I, I, I don't know. For all Darren Bond knows, I'm not sure. You know, it could be a really bad head injury and he plays on and it's a career ender or something and yeah. he looks like the, the worst bad guy of all time. It's, I don't know. I, I mean, it's one of, it was one of those sort of games where you're shouting, check, they've got to change rules. Get them, if they, <laughs> oh, you know, no. they get them off for five minutes if they're going to go off or whatever. But it was one of them. And, you know, people do play it and it's horrible to watch and... It's it's so frustrating. I don't know how much Darren Bond were to blame because I don't I don't know. They were all just dropping like flies. How did, it, I was shouting, "You're getting conned! You're getting conned!" But in hindsight, you look back and you think he probably knew, but he couldn't. What can he do? Yeah, there was what I think it was the last injury of the game. I can't remember if it was uh, Chong or someone else actually, but um, he, I saw it. He waved to the physio to come on, like. Because play had stopped, and twenty seconds later, the physio still stood on the touchline. Then he, he he turned round. The referee was like, "Come on, like what are you doing?" Mm. And what are you supposed to do as a referee in that yeah, instance? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's pretty clear what's going on, but I mean, you can't book the physio as far as I'm aware, can you? No, no, and, that, and that's it. And that's where the frustration. And obviously, I probably should talk about. Did you see Ellen McBurney throw a, a right hander? No, I didn't. I've seen a few people say this. Yeah, I thought he punched him. And I said, I said he's off. He's gone. Yeah, he's absolutely was gone. This where there a bit of a melee. Yeah, yeah. Because I and, really thought that one of the QPR players had like... Birmingham. S- sorry, what Three about- teams were playing. No wonder we didn't wait. No, we were in Middlesbrough, Birmingham I've got QPR. the word QPR in front of me. Thanks for correcting <laughs> me there. Um, I really thought that one of the Birmingham players had like reacted uh, to something. And then in doing so, he'd like flung his arms back and caught one of his own players is what it looked like. But mm. hey, I sit on row, you know, double over the cop. So what do I know? 
But you saw you saw a you saw a punch, did you? I don't know if it were a punch. I'm obviously I'm sat very near you at the bike, but I saw McBurney swing his arms, and I just immediately said he's off, he's off here because I I, I, did, I thought I didn't know if he connected or whatever, but. I've not seen a replay back of it. I don't think it's in the highlights, is it? So I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I probably misread it. It might have just been getting someone off him, but it looked like he'd sort of pulled back and done the, yeah, uh, get him a right hander. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he did get booked for uh, for what I assume is this incident. So mm. he's, he's not going to get like a retrospective punishment unless I'm. Uh, and I've seen some some people say uh, R and D should have been sent off as well, but I I don't know what that bit's all about. To be honest, I can't really think of that. Yeah, no, no clue either. To no. be honest, I didn't see anything like that. Um, yeah, frustrating game. Uh, you know, you just leave it like, well, that's you know, kind of football. I suppose it's disappointing to uh, yeah, yeah. lose our perfect home record, but uh, you know, we we stay unbeaten. We are now ten unbeaten. We haven't lost since the opening day of the season, which kind of I only just sort of realised that earlier. I was like, oh yeah, we haven't lost since that. Stupid Watford game. Yeah, the season, right? I was were really happy after the match. I don't know if you've listened to his interview, but it, I was—I didn't know how we were going to take it. A big smile, you know, happy mm. to get the point, given every. Oh, he said he was frustrated, and he says if you look at you know the last three games, and let's be honest, the last what four games we've got ten points. I, I, that might even be more than we've actually deserved on the balance of playing mm. all four. So you can't be disappointed. I don't think that's you know knocking the performances or anything like that. But we've had a lot, a lot of injuries as we've seen, and I think maybe yesterday was the first time that it's proper bitters. Not yesterday, Saturday, sorry. Yeah. It's the first time that it's really bitters in the sense that we did look unbalanced and a bit disjointed. Yeah. Well, we move on to QPR tomorrow night, um, and it will be very interesting to see what we do with this lineup because I would expect some rotation just based on that really based on what we saw even though we're playing a team that have been very good this season and uh, uh i believe they're fifth in the table at the moment yeah the, the... i told you you were like what <laughs> yeah that it did actually take me by surprise that they were fifth qpr yeah. but um no they they uh i had a look at the stats earlier they have been very good this season they mm. fully deserve to be in the top six uh they're definitely better than birmingham but um I wonder if that will suit us better. I think it will. I think it'll certainly make for a more entertaining game uh, to watch. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Some, you know, I think they've got some really talented attackers. I think Willock is excellent. Yeah. Uh, Chair, I think he's a very, very good, skillful player as well. Someone I would, um, well, I don't know. It's someone I would, I would have liked us to try and pick up maybe last summer. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think, I think with the players we've brought in, we've probably, you know, got our equivalent of that on the books yeah. now. Uh, defense has been kind of middling for them. They've definitely tightened up um, their set piece defending there. Because I don't know if you remember last season, we looked like we were going to score from every single <laughs> yeah. corner. Yeah, we had I, against I, I presume they've not got a child in goal either anymore. Uh, yeah, that's although he's not been very good. I'm just it's uh, Dieng in it is back in. Dieng, there, he, oh yeah, that's right. He, yeah. He's actually towards the bottom of the league in uh, goals prevented. I noticed, but it's 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 pretty. Um, you know, he's kind of conceded the amount of goals that he should have conceded on, yeah. on XG, so yeah. nothing to worry about. Yes, sadly, no, no child in goal. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this game in terms of, yeah, I, I really don't expect it to be a scruffy, frustrating game like uh, like Saturday was. Mm. Yeah, I think there's too many, uh, too many good players on the field. You'd have thought to make it a scrappy game. Obviously, they've got, as you said, Willie Chair. Johansson, Roberts, good, it's a good side. Uh, mm. and, I about Roberts, yeah. Tyler yeah, Roberts, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, it's a good side. And 
I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously, we'll see how good they are. I'm not. I've not really. They've sort of come out of nowhere for me in the sense that I've not really been looking for their results. But mm. I'm just looking back at they've picked up some good wins away from home. Beat Millwall away too. And obviously, never, never an easy place to go. Beat Watford away. Mm. Um, yeah, that yeah. was a weird game though. I think that one was. Yeah, they yeah. they beat Borough at home and yeah. So they're. they're I think they're going to. Yeah, they're a good side definitely. Yeah, should be uh, should be entertaining. I, I'm. I'm really curious what we're going to do with the team. Is it going to be too too early to start Bogle? And if... I I don't know what's going to happen here. I think the, the two options you've because we can't do that with Kadra again. I wouldn't have thought. I think the two options you've got is either. What do you think they're mine? I think that I think that might be Plan A. Like mm. unless unless Bogle. Well, maybe they get more time 90. on the training ground. You know, I think Eckenbottom said he only had sixty minutes with them or something mm. like that. So maybe with a bit more training, he can sort of say, you know, this is what I want you to do here. I'm not sure, but I I wouldn't be surprised to see either Bogle start and come off after sixty minutes, or even Kara mm. Gordon in. But I'm not sure. Yeah, Gordon's uh, the the under twenty ones are playing at the moment, and I don't believe Gordon is in that squad. Uh, neither is our blaster actually. So um, no, yeah, not they've got not Wednesday, haven't they? In fact, they have. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Let's have a quick quick look at the score. It's uh, nil nil at the moment. Uh, I, I watched a little bit before we started recording, and uh, yeah. Jefferson had a good chance, but stuck it over the bar, unfortunately. Um, what on earth am I about? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're. I think we're probably. I think the most likely thing is that we just see Kadra at left wing back again. Um, but I would like to see Bogle play right wing back and just mm. just bounce ball back. I'm going to ask you this, Sorry, by the George, way. But... Yeah, I keep seeing people say, and I'm sure it's true that Baldock played left wing back for a few games last season. I can't remember a single one of them. Can you help me out here, please? <laughs> I, I can't give you an example, but I'm I'm almost certain he's played a few ga- a few like by both. I mean, one or two games at left wing back. Mm. If if not last season, then in the second Premier League season which would be I'm why not, you don't yeah, remember yeah I'm normally quite sort of in, like I don't know up on these sort of things they normally stick in my mind for some reason when people have played off positions but I just can't remember him at left wing back but I'm sure he has played there yeah I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm sure people are shouting at their, their phones or whatever <laughs> on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah I I just think, given his lack of attacking output, Baldock, I think if Bogle can do ninety, then Bogle on the right, please, and let's maximise that strength. And uh, I just know that Baldock will be. Absolutely or even sound if Baldock can do sixty, I think if you, if, you, if Bogle can do sixty, I think if you can get hopefully get into a lead, then you can go a bit more solid and maybe play bring Kyron Gordon on and you know go more in a defensive sense and protect what you've got, but. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I just want some players back, man. I just want... Yeah, I know. <laughs> just well, any, anyone, yeah. He's, uh, he's not going to be fit for this one, but it sounds like he's not far away. Although, yeah. you know, remains to be seen, I suppose. And uh, no one else got injured, apparently. So, you know, that's a that's a tick. We'll take that and <laughs> move yeah. on. Um, right, mate. Well, uh, yeah, I wanted to keep this pretty short, obviously. Uh, what else is there to say? We are... Should we? Do you want to say anything about Chris Wilder, or do you want to hold uh, it for? I find next it really one? interesting, actually. Obviously, you asked me, didn't you, yesterday? Uh, do you think he'll mm. be sacked by Tuesday? And I said, no. Then I was wrong. As <laughs> <laughs> per, but yeah, uh, it's. I, I thought I, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I thought the uh, the way it was delivered on Twitter by Millsborough were quite spiky. He has been uh, dismissed with immediate effect. Yeah, oh, that is contract terminated, sorry, with immediate effect. Terminated. Yeah, yeah there was no... Uh, 
I don't know, there was no fluffy language around that, was there? No, normally I'll just say, you know, thank you for, you know, being the manager, whatever, he's departed, you know, whatever, I'll go on to it. It was really short and really sort of, I do get the feeling, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm not in the know at all, but I do get the feeling it wasn't right behind the scenes with him and either Gibson or the uh, director of football or whoever it is over there, Scott, I think he's called. Mm. Um, obviously, and he... I've listened to the, uh, not the top twenty just just before we did this actually when I was at work and they were saying that since the start of the season he's been tetchy and angry and you barely mm. sound that's that's the way I've seen it I've obviously not been following it as close as other people but from afar that's how he's looked to me as well yeah I, th- I think they've been a bit unlucky this season Borough yeah um, either that or they have terrible well actually no to be fair they, the the stats suggest their strikers have been terrible they're like top mm. six for every attacking. You know, number of shots, number of mm. shots inside the box, all this. But they're like 17th for shots on target or something. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so their XG is really good, but they can't finish. And yeah, I think I think it's, it's something like 20 points in 21 games or 21 points in the last 20 games. And the end um, of last season, fairly, not much poorly, mm-hmm. but they're obviously like fifth around Christmas when they were beating Tottenham in the Cup and stuff. And then they obviously finished seventh. I remember they went on a bad run, didn't they, just before they yeah, yeah. came back I'm, we- I'm weirdly sad about it in a way. Like I, I'm I, glad he's gone because I think it's another story yeah. that we don't need. If you know what I mean, while Wild is coming back again, obviously he might take over another Championship club. But the idea of battling it out with promotion, which is what a lot of people thought this season, it still might happen with Middlesbrough. Um, with our ex-manager, didn't fill me with any glee. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it sort of it, it reminded me uh, that I subconsciously still still want success for him. I guess that I still mm. have. You know, such positive associations with Wilder. Yeah, there's a lot of people I... cheering and stuff like. I mean, I've only seen a couple on Twitter like, "Ah, you see, he's rubbish." <laughs> like, mm. come on. I do it's wonder just... where he's going to go next. Next, the next job for him is huge in terms of his how he's going to be seen. I think um, is he going to be seen as a you, just a guy who you know had a couple of bad years and didn't work out for whatever reason at Middlesbrough, but he's he's got back up. Or you know, he, it sounds ridiculous considering this is a guy who would manage the season three seasons ago, but yeah. could be a Phil Brown or a or a Lambert or scene like that. I think he's better than yeah. that personally, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of surprised by how. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't mean sad as in like, oh, I'm I'm so upset. Get him, <laughs> get him back in under twenty threes. Well, with respect to Chris Wilder, I, I don't think that would be good for any anybody to be honest. Um, uh, he'll be the next West Brom manager, I think. I know there was this thing where their, their owner likes supposedly vetoed yeah. uh, his appointment. But then th- they've just gone through Steve Bruce. Like uh, the, the message I sent you He's yesterday... He's still there. He's still well, there. Well, this is it, but the message I sent you yesterday is, <laughs> is both Wilder and Bruce going to be employed by the time we start recording the next podcast. And I, I would have uh, I would have taken money on Bruce going before Wilder. Bruce, but is, no, still Bruce is the same at Newcastle and he was the same at Villa. He seems to hang on. He got results it. at Newcastle, though. He, he did he, get results at Newcastle, but the fans, every fan like, of the last three clubs he's managed, oh, sorry, outside of Wednesday, this is, so I forgot he managed them for a little bit. Um, they've all wanted him gone for far longer than, you know, <laughs> for, for about a year before he's actually gone. And I think the West Brom fans, but they're another one who, had, you know, you look at the stats and they've possibly been unlucky. Mm, I don't I would like them to win a game now and again just to keep Bruce in the job because I think that, mm. is, the, that is a major bonus for us yeah, having, yeah. having him there. Anyway, yeah, Wilder departs. Uh, Rotherham would have been a nice job for him, uh, but that's gone. Derby would have been a nice job for him. That's gone. Uh, West Brom will almost... I would imagine that becomes available in the next two weeks, mm. if uh, if not before. Yeah. Um, just a final thing. Uh, United women drew 3-0 mm. yesterday in the... Uh, 
the Conti Cup, which is the... the Can we stop cup. going 2-0 down? Oh, well. I know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a stream, but yeah, it, it, was, quite a, um, it was quite a changed team. Um, but yeah, yeah, so two... yeah, cup game, obviously. And the, yeah. the, the, the Dirty Girls of Durham. <laughs> dirty Girls of Durham, yeah. 2-0 down quite, um, quite early on. Uh, got one back just for half time. Uh, got it back to two all. Went three two down almost immediately. And then uh, yeah, have you seen this goal? I retweeted it. No, I've uh, not seen it yet. Now I'll, I'll look at it when we finish this. Now uh, Bex Rayner, fantastic volley from you know, basically just volleyed lob from about forty yards. He's the keeper mm-hmm. off a off a line and just uh, you know sweeps it overhead. Great goal. Um, yeah, they lost on penalties, but it's like. Uh, uh, it's a bit like the Johnson's paint where it's yeah. like a group stage thing, so they just miss out on a bonus point, basically, rather than getting knocked out or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another entertaining, exciting game uh, from United Women, who, who yeah stay unbeaten since uh, since the first game of the season, just like the men's team, in fact. Mm. Um, and let's hope that continues for the men's team tomorrow night against QPR. Um, what you got to plug, mate, before we disappear? Uh, I've got the view from Birmingham. Uh, they were very happy, as you can uh, imagine. Mm. I've not done QPR yet because I didn't weren't enough quotes to do it, so I'll get that posted by tomorrow morning. I'll probably do that after the uh, the Leicester Forest game, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Um, and I've done a, an article for the Pinch again today, another social media roundup. So, yeah, check them all out. Yes, and enjoyed reading that one this morning when it landed in my inbox. I finally listened to your uh, Warnock oh, documentary. Oh, yeah, because you sort of telling me about this, and then Wilder got fired, and, and the conversation changed. <laughs> to that, so, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, Thank you. it. It made me laugh out loud uh, more than a few times. And uh, yeah, good analysis from uh, yourself and Liam on um, well on the documentary, but on on Warner as a whole. I know you were trying not to go down too many rabbit holes. For it's uh, hard not to. Obviously, when you're doing it, well, mm. obviously it's not a, a podcast about United, but when it's someone who who sort of. Been quite a big thing of my youth, Warnock. You know, I went to the game every week, and obviously with the manager there, and he's such a massive personality. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Living with Made One on Twitter, um, or follow me at Panchero on Twitter. Top man. Great stuff. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll be back after that QPR game. Hopefully, Blades back to winning ways. But, uh, yeah, thank you as always for your time, mate. And uh, hopefully, I will see you before and potentially during the match tomorrow night as well. Yeah, see you later, mate. Cheers.